Good morning, everybody, and what a morning it is. Our market up 200 points. Whoopee do. The pivot point is here. More of that in a moment. This is the Marcus Today Morning Meeting Podcast. I can't quite coordinate with Henry this morning, so you've got me. This is general advice only, not to be confused with advice suitable for your personal financial circumstances, usual rules. I don't need to tell you if you don't know, you are asleep. Dow Jones up 1,200 points, 1,201 points last night. That's 3.7%. S&P 500 up 5.51%. NASDAQ up 7.35%. In my 40 years in stockbroking, I don't think I've seen a move that big in one night in a major index. On the upside, that is. I've seen it on the downside. Side. Rarely a market crashes up, but that's pretty much how you'd describe those moves. That, of course, has come on the back of the CPI number, which rose at an annual rate of 7.7% in October. The consensus was 7.9%, and it was the first print below 8% since February. You know all this, I'm sure, but bond yields came tumbling lower. US 10 year bond yield down 32 basis points, two year down 30 basis points. Australian bond yields followed as well. See the charts in the strategy piece today. And another element of what will, in hindsight, be the pivot point was the US dollar index down 2.13%. Let me tell you, for the reserve currency of the world to move 2.13% in a single night is extraordinary. And have a look at the strategy piece today. I have charts of the bond yields in the US as well as the US dollar index. And if we're going to get a meaningful pivot point in the equity markets, then we are going to need bond yields to peak and we're going to need the US dollar to peak and we're going to need markets to bottom. We have got a few elements of that today. We have bond yields peaking. If you stand back a little bit, it's not a massive peak on interest rates yet, it has to be said, so more work to do, but the trend is starting. On the US dollar index, though, that is quite a marked peak in the US dollar index. The US dollar index, if you don't know, is a barometer of economic worries. Shall we call it that? It's a barometer of risk on and off attitudes. It is the safe haven of the world, and it goes up when the markets are worrying. So to see it peak suggests the markets are going risk on again, and that's what the equity market wants to see. So this CPI number overnight, have we been waiting for this moment since interest rates started going up at the beginning of this year. We've been waiting for a peak on Fed aggression towards inflation, which we're assuming from that CPI number has peaked. It may not do. Something that could unravel. I've been racking my brains to think what could unravel this whole rally or last night's rally. And one of them, of course, is if the Fed come out and say, nothing's changed. We remain aggressive towards inflation. We will carry on till the job's done, their usual rhetoric. But at the same time, they could completely completely drive this turning point by saying the time has come to go soft. We will see. For now, we'll run with the bulls. One member sent me a strategist's comment about how they're still worried about the inverted yield curve. And a good CPI number doesn't mean the bottom of the market. I tell you, I hate finger waggers. Chickens don't make money. 
the inverted yield curve is in the price. If anything, it's probably going to uninvert at this point. So the best you can do is recognize this moment and run with it. As I say, we don't predict things or you shouldn't predict things. You should wake up in the morning and make decisions based on fact. A big fact overnight is that inflation in the US is beginning to drop quite convincingly. And on the back of that, we should have seen the peak in Fed policy aggression. And on the back of that, we should see a peak in interest rates. And a lot of themes change in the equity markets. I'll come to those. But a good night, obviously. Our market, by the way, has been up 207 points at best and is still up 187 points. We'll see how it closes. Interestingly, the Dow futures, despite going up 1,200 points last night, are up again as I speak. Not by a lot, but they are up rather than down. Dow Jones futures up 33. The UK missed out on the rise. The, nickel, the metal prices missed out as well. They're priced, obviously, on the London Metal Exchange LME, which was closed whilst the CPI number came out. So we're going to see a reaction tomorrow or tonight from the metal prices and probably the iron ore price, which is showing a tick of down 1.5%, but that is pre-CPI as well. And the Asian markets were still registering what we did yesterday. And RASX 200, for instance, was down 35 yesterday. So the rest of the world outside the US still has to react. I could go on all day today. So let me take you to the summary of of my strategy piece today. And the summary is this, if you're not going to go fully invested in equities now, at what looks like the arrival of Godot, we have been waiting so long for this peak in inflation, peak in interest rates and peak in Fed policy aggression, that when it finally arrives, we should probably react to it. So as I say, if you're not going to go fully invested now, what are you waiting for? A more sober comment though would be to say, Let's not get ahead of ourselves. We will play this rally as a relief rally. If it happens to turn into a major equity market pivot point, so much the better. There is no major turning point on US charts, US equity market charts, NASDAQ, S&P 500. Our chart looks a little bit better, but we've been driven by the banks, which wasn't related to this issue. So the markets are still in downtrend, yet to break the downtrend. So let's not get ahead of ourselves, but we're obviously going to have a relief rally. So let's go with it. In our strategy portfolio, I don't want to say I told you so. I hate people who say that as well, but we've already positioned for this in our portfolios because we rather prematurely got invested on October the 4th, the day after that 6.7% rise in two days in our market, which was fortuitously the bottom of the market to the day. And we've got invested the next day, although we did regret that two weeks. But point being, having got invested, we just stayed there and we got invested on this theme. So we're already positioned for this in our strategy portfolio. I'll come to what's in there at the moment. Uh, at the moment in a minute. The game now, if we're going to go fully invested, the game now is to pick the best performers. On that basis, I think the jury's out on resources a bit and banks, but I wouldn't worry about them too much. A rising tide will lift all boats, but the iron ore price is going nowhere at the moment, as is the 
Chinese economy, so you might just find BHP left out in the cold a little bit. And the banks have gone up because interest rates were going up, if you remember. Their net interest margins were widening, so the opposite might now happen. So it's a game of playing themes. As I say, all the all the, the market has gone up today and will go up, but it's a game of picking the better sectors, and I'll come to those in a minute. Doubtless, despite the fact we are getting over our interest rate worries, the market is always focused on some worry or another. We now have to wonder what the next worry is. It's fairly obvious the next worry is going to be about growth rather than inflation and interest rates. It's going to be about growth. We've already already seen big job losses in the US, earnings numbers being reduced. So that'll probably be our next worry, but let's not worry about it for now. Let's run with the bulls. Let's get as much out of this relief rally as we can and then start thinking about recession or whatever the next big negative is a bit later. The other thing to say is there is no certainty. We can but do our best, get the odds in our favor and go with them. We will have to keep waking up every morning and making decisions. Tomorrow things could be different, could be a Fed comment. We just have to go with what we've got. But what you can say is there there is more confidence, If even if there isn't certainty, there's certainly more confidence in the equity markets this morning. Let's try and exploit the equity market. I didn't put it in, I should put it in, but there is that chart of the PE of the ASX 200. I'll put that in the strategy piece now. I forgot to do that. There's a chart of the PE of the S and of the uh, ASX 200. Have a look at it. We are as cheap as we have been, if you believe PEs, we are seeing an almost decade low PE at the moment on the ASX 200. Another reason to think about buying, even if this pivot point wasn't happening, there might be a bit of value there. On the value front, by the way, there's a standard switch that some fund managers do between growth and value. It sort of summarizes the change in themes today. People have been in value as a sort of defensive measure. This would be the time you switch out of the that is it a better shares there's a, a very well traded two ETFs in the US not sure it's better shares but it's the value ETF versus the growth ETF I would be buying the growth ETF now and if I was playing with my industry super fund mobile app I'd be going from cash to aggressive now so themes let me try and keep this short themes that we have positioned ourselves for in the strategy portfolio already which you might start positioning yourself for. Forget the fact you've missed today. You've missed 2.7%. If this is a major pivot point, it's going to be somewhere near the bottom despite today's bounce. So the themes are, if we are seeing a peak on interest rates and a bottoming in the markets, you want stock market exposures, stock market stocks. Most obvious stock to us is Macquarie, but you could be in anything really in ASX. If, if I was just trading an ASX 300 accumulation ETF, I'd be buying that now or a NASDAQ ETF, which we already hold, or an S&P 500 ETF. So stock market exposures, good theme. Interest rate sensitive sectors, they include technology, REITs. Uh, I'd also be buying gold. That's a great trade now, assuming we have seen a peak in the US dollar. It's already well off the bottom. I think we hold the GDX ETF. No, we do hold, sorry, I don't think. We hold the GDX ETF in the strategy portfolio. We're up 7% on that, it's up 3% today. 
also smaller companies. We've got an ETF exposed to that, which is the ISO ETF. That's up 3.5% today, outperforming the market notably. We're up 6.5% 6 on that since we bought it. And where possible, your ETF should be hedged into the Aussie dollar. If the US dollar is coming off the top, the Aussie dollar is going up, in which case you want ETFs hedged into the Aussie dollar, which is what we've got. The HNDQ is the NASDAQ ETF hedged into the NASDAQ, hedged, sorry, hedged into the Aussie dollar, exposure to the NASDAQ. We also have the IHVV, which is the S&P 500 index hedged into the Aussie dollar. So you make more money if the Aussie dollar goes up. So those are a few themes. Have a look at the strategy piece for the ideas portfolio. Again, similar themes, stock market stocks, interest rate sensitive stocks, which include REITs, housing, technology, uh, consumer stocks, high PE stocks, hot sectors like lithium. They're going to do better if everyone goes risk on. A rising market feeds speculation, feeds growth stocks, feeds high PE stocks, feeds stocks that require sentiment rather than fundamentals, feeds high ROE stocks, feeds risk appetite and speculation. So plenty of stocks involved there. Have a look at the strategy piece. What to avoid? I would avoid defensive sectors. I'd avoid stocks that do well when interest rates rise. You might notice possibly the worst performer in the market today is computer share down 2.3%. They make money out of high interest rates. Higher rates are as good as an upgrade for them, so they're, they're going to be downgraded on the back of this. Other sectors to avoid, I just avoid energy. You'll see it doing nothing today, coal and the oil sector. And I think that's probably right. This is a sector that's done fabulously out of the Ukraine war, which seems to be softening up a little bit as well. This is not the sector that's at the pointy end of a change in interest rate attitude. So avoiding different defensive sectors, energy as a specific sector, and high interest rate beneficiaries, QBE, Challenger, CGF would be another one, and Computer Share. And I'm sure there are a couple of others as well. I've put lists of the companies in the sectors that I've mentioned as beneficiaries out of this sort of pivot point, if it happens. Travel would be another obvious one. Technology stocks, the REITs, housing stocks, maybe the automobile sector, gold stocks in particular. There you go. Lot and lots going on today. You don't need me wittering much longer. So I'll leave you to it. A fairly historic day. Don't say that lightly when you've been around in the stock market 40 years, but a fairly historic day to see those big jumps in the US market. I always said that one of the signs of the market bottoming would be a very big day on the US. We've certainly had that. Anything can happen tomorrow, of course. I have to caveat all this enthusiasm with something, but for now, it's a game of odds and the odds seem to be in our favor. So fully invested and playing the themes. You have a fabulous day. I will be back tomorrow with the weekend email.